is the founder of CIS, the Center for Infertility Solutions, and has been practicing as an infertility specialist for the past 37 years. Dr. Lologis was one of the world's pioneers of in vitro fertilization. In this podcast, he discusses the medical management that may be undertaken by practitioners to help assist infertile couples. As always, all information in this podcast is intended for healthcare professionals only, and the comments are of a general nature. The information given is not intended as specific medical advice pertaining to a given patient. If you have a clinical issue with one of your patients, please seek appropriate advice from a colleague with expertise in the area. Welcome. Oh, thank you. Dr. Nick, what are the investigations that a practitioner needs to know about when assisting with the treatment and assessment of an infertile couple? Well, I think one of the most important features is the age of the couple. I mean, if somebody presents with infertility and they're 40 years of age, it's going to change the way you investigate them and the advice you give them. If they're younger, then it's a bit easier. But the basic investigations are, is the female partner having regular periods? In other words, is she ovulating on a regular basis? And are the couple having regular sex? And for how long have they been doing this? Infertility is about conceiving in the first 12 months. If that doesn't happen, then clinically you describe that as primary infertility and that's a definition around the world, having regular sex, regular periods for 12 months and no pregnancy and that's when you need to investigate. What further investigations and tests may also be undertaken? Well, it is important to assess three things. I like to keep it quite simple. So the first thing is the produce. Is she releasing an egg every month? And there's a blood test that will tell you that. Is the sperm okay? So a semen analysis is very important. So that's the produce. And then we have to think of the uterus, the oven. Are the tubes open? Because the sperm has to swim through the uterus along the fallopian tube to meet the egg in the outer third of the fallopian tube. So a tubal patency test is very, very important. This has been done three ways. The first is to have an X-ray. This is called the hysterosalpingogram. The second is to have an ultrasound where they flush fluid through the tubes and they can see it on the ultrasound machine. And the third, which is the most invasive, is a laparoscopy. And this is where we flush the tubes with fluid. Uh, and, and that will tell us whether the tubes are open. These are the three things that are important. Dr Nick, what happens when the tests you describe are conducted and the tests come back normal? Well, that's a very interesting question because if all the tests are normal and they have primary infertility of unexplained, of an unexplained nature or what we used to call idiopathic infertility prior to their being in vitro fertilisation, these couples were patted on the head and told to keep on trying or they were given fertility tablets to release more eggs from the ovary. But with IVF, the next step for this couple is to go down that pathway. Fertility tablets, any other intervention, probably won't help this couple if they're having regular periods with open tubes and normal semen. Dr Nick, would you tell us about two potential circumstances that may arise? Firstly, what if the fallopian tubes are blocked? And secondly, what if the sperm is of poor quality? Well, another very good question. If the tubes are blocked, we played with the concept of opening these tubes up surgically 
and found that all we did was increase the risk of ectopic pregnancies. We now clip the tubes or remove the tubes if they are blocked and swollen with fluid and that couple need to go down the pathway of IVF. If the sperm is of poor quality and it needs to be greater than 15 million sperm per mil, so anything under that, it's unlikely that a pregnancy will occur. I'm not saying impossible or zero, but it is unlikely. And that couple also need to think about going down the IVF pathway. Now, before IVF, women with blocked tubes, very little we could do for them. Men with low sperm counts, the advice was use donor semen. So it is very, very difficult for those... It was very difficult for those couples prior to the 1980 to have a baby together. But with the advent of IVF, this has changed the whole face of infertility treatment, which is fantastic. And doctor, what about the situation where the female does not menstruate? Well, in those women that aren't having periods, that's a very, very different subgroup of patients because if you make them ovulate and if their tubes are open and if the husband's sperm is okay, you've got a 60% chance of a pregnancy after four cycles of using a fertility uh, tablet like clomiphene or letrozole or if you give them injections of FSH. The response is fantastic and the success rates are fantastic. However, not every couple will achieve a pregnancy and some of these patients will need to move into the IVF scenario. And are there other conditions that the practitioner may also need to consider? Yes, well, you'll have patients who'll come to see you with infertility, but they may give you another story Doctor, my pains are very, my periods are very painful, or I have a lot of pain when I have sex, and it's a deep sort of pain, or they'll have bleeding in between their periods, or they'll just feel unwell for the whole cycle. And this is despite having open tubes and the husband's semen is normal. And these patients may have other conditions which may decrease their chances of fertility, such as endometriosis or fibroids or polyps within the uterine cavity and, and these couples need to be investigated and, and they may need to have a laparoscopy which is a surgical procedure where a telescope is placed through the belly button and the pelvis is inspected or they and they will have in conjunction with that a hysteroscopy where we look inside the uterus. If they do have endometriosis and they have it all and they have it removed it may take up to 18 months for them to achieve a pregnancy and, and they need to be told this, especially if they're an older patient. And, and, and if they're an older patient, they may need to move into IVF. But other conditions such as fibroids or abnormalities of the shape of the uterus can also play a big role in infertility and all these things will be assessed by the specialist doctor that they go to. Dr Nick, thank you for your time today podcast has been very informative.